Good afternoon, my compadres. Welcome to News with Block. It is the 3rd of December 2021. And most importantly, it is my birthday. I noticed my Bitcoin wallet didn't have any extra Bitcoin in it today. So what are you doing, guys? Oh, well, I guess I'll have to keep on providing this free content for all of you lovely folks. But in return, I will happily take a like and a subscribe and hit that notification bell. And let's call it quits and evens from there. So welcome to News with Block, the home of all the latest crypto news and market analysis. Of course, we can't bring all these lovely videos to you without some kind of support. And that comes in the way of Mizar. Mizar is a next-gen smart trade platform. It provides you with everything from, as I mentioned, smart trades. They do crazy things like trailing take profits, trailing entries, trailing stop losses, setting multiple different TPs and entry points as well, doing all these great, wonderful things so you don't have to. Not to mention amazing automated trade functionality from DCA bots, simple bots, and also copy trading. So you can follow all of your favorite providers on this platform. And the best thing is, it's free. There is no subscription charges. You only pay a performance fee. So unless you're making profit, you're not paying anything. Pretty cool, right? Anyway, guys, let's dive into the crypto prices today. At number one, of course, we have the granddaddy Bitcoin sitting at 57059 That is a much better price than I think a lot of people are expecting. We are up 1.35 on the 24 and just under 5% on the past seven days. Ethereum in at number two at $4,615, up 2% on the past 24, and up a whopping 13% in the past seven days. Binance Coin is at $624.28, up a measly 0.53% on the 24, but up 5.88% on the past seven days. Following in at number four is USDT Tether. In number five is Solana. Number six, Cardano. Number seven is XRP. And number eight is USDC Sablecoin. Number nine is Polkadot. And in number 10 is Dogecoin. So nothing changing in the top 10 there. Let's have a little look at some of the more macro news and the bigger news articles that are going on. And more notably, that will be affecting Bitcoin. First on the docket is Goldman Sachs and other Wall Street banks are explore, exploring, exploring, <laughs> exploring Bitcoin-backed loans. Now, these are big boys within the Wall Street world. So even the uttering of words like Bitcoin-backed loans that are being explored by Goldman Sachs is kind of market shifting on its own, whether they go ahead with it or not. I mean, like I said, it's setting a new precedence that is being taken so seriously. So let's take a little further look at this. And Goldman Sachs are reportedly exploring using Bitcoin as collateral for offering loans to institutions. Under the plan, the participating bank will, banks will not engage in cryptocurrency spot markets, but will mainly focus on products such as futures and other synthetic crypto offerings. Three people privy to the plan told Coindesk, according to the sources, the product could be realized in the next three to six months. Quoting, we've probably spoken to half a dozen big banks about Bitcoin-backed loans. Some of them are in the next three to six months category, and some are further out. What's interesting in some of these banks will use their own balance sheets to make the loan. Others will syndicate this out, said one of these sources. <clears throat> so this is incredibly exciting. Of course, anything to promote the usage of Bitcoin 
Now it is, I would say, arguably quite mainstream, but to take it to that next level and really integrate within those institutions, uh, it, is, it is, has to be the next stepping stone. What is next? Well, we've got Grayscale. We touched on Grayscale yesterday, disagreeing with um, you know the SEC heavily on um, the, obviously the Bitcoin spot ETF. And like I said, I'm not interested in the future ETFs anymore. I am only interested in spot ETFs with Bitcoin because these are the things that are real. These are the things that can't be manipulated, unlike the futures ETFs that are based on, you know, are very easily manipulated. So Grayscale prepares to sue the SEC over spot Bitcoin ETF. What a headline. I sincerely hope Gary Gensler is quaking in his boots right now, and so he should. These boys are backing a lot of money, and one thing that Congress likes and one thing that the government likes is boys with a lot of money. Sounds a bit weird saying that, those words coming out of my mouth, but it's true. So Grayscale, the Bitcoin trust, which holds $38 billion worth of Bitcoin, as shown above, if you're looking at my lovely chart, for you podcasters out there, I apologize, but you just have to envisage a very lovely chart has sent a pre-action letter to the SEC arguing their decision to allow futures ETF but not spot Bitcoin one is arbitrary and capricious. Craig Salm, Grayscale's vice president in the legal department, said, Last night our attorneys at Davis beg your pardon, last night our attorneys at Davis Polk sent a letter to the SEC arguing that the approval of Bitcoin futures based ETFs but not Bitcoin spot based ETFs like GBTC is arbitrary and capricious and therefore in violation of the Administrative Procedure Act, the APA. This is a new argument in the context of BTC ETFs that wasn't possible until the approval of the first Bitcoin futures-based ETF and subsequent rejection of yet another spot-based ETF. So what is this new argument? Well, when we're talking about the subsequent rejection of yet another spot-based ETF, it happened yesterday that on the same day, Wisdom Tree spot Bitcoin ETF got rejected, whilst Fidelity spot ETF got accepted in Canada. Now, there is a very valid argument and very valid concern here that America will be falling behind on this techno technological financial-based um, evolution that we are clearly in the midst of. And a lot of these kind of more long-in-the-tooth, prehistoric um, people in charge, Gary Gensler and stuff, trying to make himself look good, but some of the other, you know, uh, idiots out there are just not accepting it. And it's not going away, guys. Come on. So, yes, it is going to take something quite, um, quite gravi gravitationist, gravitational, gra it's going to take something with a lot of gravity like this, like a lawsuit or a threat of a suing to come into play in order to actually get enough eyes on this and make Congress, you know, really take the lead here. Or at least get rid of Gary Gensler, I think, is what we're all kind of leaning towards. But anyway, the APA requires the SEC to treat like situations alike absent a reasonable basis for different treatment. This means the SEC must treat similarly situated investment products similarly. You get it? Similarly? A lot of similar stuff there. Bitcoin ETF products, Bitcoin futures-based ETFs registered under the 40 Act, and Bitcoin spot-based ETS registered under the 33 Act are examples of two like situations that should be treated alike or similarly, but are no longer. So it is a very valid, very, very valid concern. And also my argument would be spots are, of course, safer and more reliable in any capacity than futures contracts. 
now. But let's see how this pans out, and I really hope this gets a lot of momentum going. And honestly, I couldn't really wish for a better birthday present. <laughs> so let's deep dive into the Bitcoin chart, and let's see how any of this news may or may not have helped. Well, it's unsurprising that we have not broken out of this kind of consolidation triangle, as you can see here marked on the chart. Again, for you podcasters out there, I apologize, but this is looking at a bit of technical analysis and what the Bitcoin price is doing right now. Currently, we are sat at 56,797, and we are at the lower side of a symmetrical triangle. Using that as very solid support, we're seriously heavy consolidation going on since around about 4 a.m. Uh, yesterday. And we are coming to the end of this triangle, which usually means that there's going to be a bit of a large shift up or down from this. You know, they're the only two ways that the price can really go. However, I am a little bit concerned if we jump over to tensor charts just here and have a look at 59,100, we are seeing a large amount of sell orders. Now, this is not gospel, guys. I have to say, you can't just come to tensor charts and use these order books as, oh, that's where the price is going or when the price gets there. It's all going to be sold uh, or it's all going to be bought. No, it doesn't work like that, but they are kind of magnets in a way. They will help get, fill the market with a bit of confidence that there's not going to be too much selling or buying until it reaches these significant points. Historically, I have seen the price blast through 1,000 BTC and beyond um, price points. Of, I'm used, I generally use around about 100 uh, jumps here, so 59,100. 59,000, 58,900, for example. I feel that gives me a better um, a better look at what the price is doing, a look, a look at what the order books are doing in a more kind of real and manageable term in my point of view. I find that when it's at 1,000, um, not so much. Obviously, when we're hitting like 100K plus, I think you know doing it in $1,000 steps would be a bit more um, revealing as to what is actually going on with these buy orders. People would be expecting $1,000 jumps more by them. Right now, I still think a $1,000 jump is quite huge. You know, that's um, 1 60th of the price as it stands at the moment. So I think doing it in uh, $100 jumps right now is pretty pretty sound. Uh, anyway, like I said, guys, you know, we do have a little bit of support on the order books down at 56,300 and again at 56,000. This 56,300 wasn't quite significant when I looked at it before. So that is encouraging to see. But where do I think the price is going from here? Well, I think we're going to break out of this 50, we're going to break out 58,000, the top side of this triangle. I do feel we're going to look like we're going to break out. There's going to be a lot of FOMO. There's going to be a lot of confidence. And unfortunately, I think it is going to be a fake out. I feel we might have a severe dump from around about 59K. Uh, as far down as probably maybe 55,000, 54,000, uh, depending on how aggressive it is and where the kind of dip buys are sitting from these institutions. Although by no means do I feel like we're going to end up in a bearish scenario from here. I still think that from about 52K is going to be a tremendously strong support anyway. So worst case scenario, you're going to fill up some more bags. You're going to get some more dip buys. Not the end of the world. So keep your eyes peeled, guys, at this bounce here. I think we're going to go up to 56, 66K. Fingers crossed I'm wrong and we break through this 59K. We break through 60K and then we are on the trajectory now to go up to 66k and beyond. But we'll see guys, we all know that Bitcoin is a very, very difficult mistress, so she will do what she wants. Okay, let's have a look at Cardano. And we have, I feel like for some reason, 
we've been giving Cardano a bit of a bad rap, not intentionally. It's just been, as I've said multiple times on this channel, it's been a bit of a miserable tracking down since this, you know, the excitement of the launch of the smart contracts and Cardano being the, you know, legitimately the next big, big thing. And it was just a bit lackluster, you know, like, uh, and slow and steady wins the race. It's not terribly exciting, but it is probably the right method. But what is quite exciting is Cardano DApp Sunday Swap announces date for the test launch. Now we did cover, we did mention this uh, in passing in a past uh, news with Block, but we didn't really look too much into it. So much to the relief of Cardano supporters, Sunday Swap will be among the first DApps to go live. So after months of teasing, upcoming Cardano decks, Sunday Swap has announced Sunday, December the 5th, as the date of its testnet launch. Who's ready to sample some flavors? We're proud to announce the Sunday Swap testnet event will be going live on the evening of Sunday, December the 5th, EST. So recent weeks have seen pressure pile on as the price of ADA continues to fumble. Many have blamed the lack of functional dApps for public use. A claim that say is justifiable considering Alonzo smart contracts went live almost three months ago. However, Sunday Swap's announcement on Monday has gone some way to easing that pressure. We'll check out the price on the actual charts in a bit. So Sunday Swap announces the test net launch. In the run-up to the Alonzo launch, many DApp projects have come forward to announce their intent to build on Cardano. Prominent names include Liquid, Charlie3, ADAX, and Sunday Swap to name a few. But Sunday Swap, with its fun food-themed take on marketing reminiscent of the likes of BNB's Pancake Swap and Ethereum Sushi Swap, Sushi Swap, has seemingly captured the imagination of the Cardano crowd. To that end, it looks like though Sunday Swap will be one of the first Cardano dApps ready for public use. The project, said to be the purpose of the testnet this coming Sunday, is to iron out issues in a live environment using public testers. So that is quite encouraging. Now, if there's one thing that we know is Cardano does things well, they don't really do mistakes. They don't really have any issues or any problems. And that's kind of partly why they're not very exciting, but it's also partly why they're so damn reliable. So I have full faith that the Sunday Swap launch will be very successful and it will be very well embraced, which is great. So Whilst we're on this, we'll check out the prices in a little bit, but another little look at something that Cardano is going that is going on with Cardano is an overview of five of the most highly anticipated Cardano-powered DEX projects. So this article takes a look at the highly anticipated decentralized exchange projects built on top of Cardano Sunday Swap, ADAX Pro, Cardax, AdaSwap, and DanaSwap. None of these projects have launched yet on the Cardano main yet, but are expected to do so in the near future. So as we know, the Sunday swap is coming out on the 5th of December, but what else is joining it? Well, we have Sunday swap, of course. We have ADAX Pro, ticker ADAX. We have Cardax, ticker CDX. And we have AdaSwap, ticker ASW. And finally, DanaSwap as well, ticker D-A-N-A, Dana. We have some exciting, exciting launches coming on this <clears throat> Excuse me. We have some exciting DEX projects coming, uh, all powered by Cardano, and there is no reason to believe that this will not have a direct impact on the price. So I think what we're all kind of alluding to is we're going to keep our eyes on ADAX Pro, Cardax, AdaSwap, and DanaSwap as well for when they're going to launch, when their test nets start to come live, and also just how successful Sunday Swap is. 
But as we can see immediately, after this kind of really miserable downward trajectory, we finally see a bit of a relief. And as we outlined just here as well, we see some nice kind of support right there. We've bounced off that nicely. And these are these still the outline targets from the previous news with blocks, where I feel here is still a fantastic accumulation zone. I wouldn't be worried in any way at all. Should the price go below, you know, $1, then be worried. If not, which I don't think it will, then there is no real cause to worry. But yes, I do believe we can track up quite easily as high as $3. Um, in the not too distant future, certainly if Sunday swap goes well. Next up, we have Flamingo Finance. Staking is now available on Fl Flamingo N3, and this was announced on the 1st of December. Minting will start between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. UTC, Friday, December the 3rd, which is today. Hurrah! So minting has started, and the first phase of minting migration on the Flamingo N3 has started. There will be three phases, a total of 30 days in which all minted FLM will eventually be distributed on N3. All great stuff. Staking is never a bad thing for any single project. It means that people can make money for holding their tokens. What a great mechanism, right? Imagine if banks did that. But anyway, let's have a look at the chart and how it has affected it. No surprise there, we have seen an immediate reaction to this news and in the, to the sound of 14, 15%, um, and we are actually tracking in a very nice pattern with this symmetrical triangle forming, which is very noticeable. But at the moment, I feel like we are looking at the tree. So let's take a look at the forest and check this out, guys. What a chart. We can kind of disregard this humongous pump. As always, I am looking at charts on Binance. as This is where I do all of my trading. Each to their own right, guys. If you want me to do it on longer term charts, then leave a comment down below and I can maybe look at it and maybe we can start to adjust that. But for now, like I said, I do all of my trading on Binance. I feel like this is where all the volume is for exchanges and a lot of the actual realistic uh, chart movement as well. We don't have any insane wicks like we sometimes see on Binance uh, US or Huobi or whatever. Um, but like I said, each to their own, guys. So we're looking at a more logical all-time high in recent times, um, the high in recent times, which was way back on the 7th of April, 2021, way back, saying, you know, that, that is eons in the crypto world. And that was at $1.24. We are currently tracking at 56 cents. Do I feel like we can get to that all-time high again? Oh, without question. Because it is really... You know, we are at 114%, 120% headroom there. What am I going to do with this? Well, you know, this chart kind of is pretty self-explanatory. We're going into the, coming towards the end of a consolidation of a symmetrical triangle. The price isn't going down, which is pretty good. We do have very strong fundamentals appearing. Um, I would certainly get my accumulation game going from around about where we are at the moment, which is about 56 cents, all the way down to zip, about 31, about 30 cents is where I'd accumulate. If we drop below that, as I always say, there's something larger at play. Um, set your buys maybe down as far as the all-time low. Uh, but again, you know, there's uh, could be a bit of a further worry there. So if it does end up becoming something like a big hack or, you know, real kind of security issues, governance issues, or just general kind of nastiness towards the crypto world, um, you know, hold fire a little bit, guys, and don't go buying too aggressively down. 
However, like I said, set your buys between this uh, 56 cents and 30 cents region. Uh, you should be pretty comfortable taking profits at 75 cents. And then again, I'll put something more midterm around about $1. You know, classic psychological barrier. $1 is always the one to get to. Then beyond that, the all-time high at around about $1.24. As far as where this can go, you know, I don't really think there is any end. There is no reason that this coin cannot get up to $2, $3. Maybe $3 is a bit of a stretch in the short term, certainly in this bull cycle. But $1.24 is not out of the question within this next bull cycle coming up. So keep your eye on Flamingo. It could be a pretty cool project, which is a story about KuCoin. I like this story. It is KuCoin. They are hiring Metaverse engineers. Job posting revealed. And these guys are going all in. I mean, at the end of the day, if you are in the crypto sphere and you're not starting to look at or even investigate uh, the whole Metaverse side of things, then you, know, you, you might be in danger of being left behind, assuming that you have the engineers and the tech to be able to get involved or the actual um, technology to, then there's no reason why you shouldn't. It's going to be absolutely huge. Um, and KuCoin is, you know, looking into that, which is great. And I like this a little bit, and this is kind of why I wanted to shed light on this article, which is KuCoin it has been rapidly permeating, permeating the metaverse space. The latest evidence of such complete digitization of the business can be traced to the exchange's recent announcement that it will soon be opening a virtual office in a 21-floor skyscraper. Located in the decentralized Rocktopia metaverse, the building is expected to act as a virtual workspace for content creators and blockchain architects for the Polygon and Avalanche networks. Wowzer, it's all starting to sound a little bit matrixy, but I like it. I think it's really cool. So yeah, no, let's keep an eye on what uh, KuCoin is going to be doing once they get this metaverse engineer in place. But it's all going to be pretty exciting and certainly with these two boys involved, Polygon and Avalanche networks. But anyway, guys, thank you very much for watching. If you made it this far, as always, please give us a like and subscribe. Don't forget to check out Reggie George, who's going live tonight on Twitch and also Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, answering all of your cool and crazy crypto questions. Also, he's going to be doing a pretty awesome live scalping session on Saturday night. And what's extra cool about this session, any money we make on this scalping, I say we, the royal we, as in Reggie George makes, we will be giving it away to one of the viewers watching that live stream. So guys, make sure you tune in, make sure you check it out, make sure you comment with something quite fun, fruitful, make the boy laugh, and I'm sure he may end up giving you a whole bunch of money. Check it out, guys. Uh, it'd be well worth it, or could be worth it. could be very lucrative. Um, but as always, guys, good things come to those who wait. Great things come to those who huddle.